When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, everybody? We're here with the Detroit Kool-Aid cast, the first one of 2018, and I'm here with the Big Hughes. What up? We are going to dive into our first 2018 mock draft. Uh, We're going to keep this pretty simple for you guys. We're going to uh, alternate between picks. I'm going to give the Big Hughes the number one pick in the draft. Once he makes that selection, it'll come to me, and we'll kind of talk you guys through what we're thinking as we head towards that number 20 pick for the Detroit Lions, our Detroit Lions. So, Big Hughes, if you got any opening comments, or you are now on the clock, my friend. No opening comments. I'm just ready to leave the old 16 Browns back to the promised land. Nice. Somebody has to. Seriously. All right. So, with the first pick in the 2018 Kool-Aid mock draft, the Cleveland Browns select Quarterback, Sam Darnold from USC. Wow, okay. He did go with the quarterback. Um, he had some other thoughts, wasn't sure where you're going, but that definitely is sort of the consensus between him and Rosen. So, Yeah, I just don't think that the Cleveland picks their guy. I don't think they want to take the chance of not being able to get him. And we all know by now, after all these years, they need a quarterback bad. Yeah, oh, there's no doubt. I, I actually think um, Darnold – is my uh, favorite out of the two, but I don't know if he's a Cleveland guy. You know, it just doesn't seem like a Cleveland guy coming from USC there, but like you say, it's all about what you do on the field. So that's right. we'll see how it goes. He takes quarterback at one. I'm on the clock here, number two with the New York Giants. So um, in all my fantasy leagues, I basically got Odell Beckham, so looking for him to have a bounce back. We got Eli, who was terrible last year, but looks like they're sticking with him. So with the second pick, I'm going to go ahead and take – the number one skill player in this draft, Saquon Barkley. Mm. Uh, with that, I just feel like uh, they add a running back to that offense. If you got Odell on the outside, you got a quarterback, and you have a running back. Um, you know, they still need O-line help, but we think we can get that later for the Giants. And uh, adding a running back, you know, if you look back at when the Giants were good, they had good running game. Um, Eli was a bit better, and they had some good players on the outside. So between Shepard, Odell, and uh, I'm not sure what Brandon Marshall's story is, um, that offense looks like it'd be clicking. That's the way I'm going. Smart pick. They say that he's the highly most scouted running back or highly scouted running back since LT. So we'll see if that reigns true. Definitely. So with the third pick for Indy, I think Indy lucks out because in most most drafts, this guy would probably be the number one overall pick. But because there's so many teams at the top that are quarterback hungry, he slips all the way down to third. So with the third pick, the Colts are going to take Mr. Bradley Chubb. Bradley Chubb out of NC State. Yes, sir. That team nice. has a bunch of players on defense that nobody can even name. So they get, they get the Chubb started out. <laughs> nice man. I uh, I gotta admit, you know, I'm still getting into some of these players, and and I've seen him at the top of a lot of drafts. I really haven't watched a ton of them. You know, I didn't tune into too many NC State football games, but uh, 
Um, you, edge rushing is always at a premium, so I can definitely see that. But uh, I definitely need to kind of see more. Like you said, be curious if he slips down in the 7-8 range based on how these first two picks go. So um, good playmaker on defense, though, for sure. Mm-hmm. All right, so I'm on the clock here at four with Cleveland. Um, sure. Cleveland has taken their quarterback already. Um so kind of changes my plans. I know um, just in thinking about this, if, if I was Cleveland, I might get that Saquon Barkley, and then I hear I'm sitting with, with Rosen on the board, um, getting my combo that way. But without that, um, i got my quarterback. Uh, I'm just going to go ahead and take one of the biggest playmakers and NFL-ready people that I think is out there to add to this uh, kind of sneaky uh, young Cleveland team and defense. I'm going to add Minka Fitzpatrick from Alabama. Ooh, put him back there with Pats. Yes. <laughs> just move him all over the field and just have him rushing. And, uh, you know, I actually heard that this guy could probably play corners, what I was hearing recently. Uh, so corner safety, I've even got outside lane, linebacker type tag on him. Uh, mm-hmm. Love to just see this guy kind of all over the field along with moving peppers rather than playing him deep like they did last year. You know, mm-hmm. get after the passer, come down in the run game, and just create havoc for, for teams with those two guys. So. I like it. Alabama's always good at making some pro players, so. Right. When I saw him, I just thought, man, this guy looks like he's a four-year pro already. In the national title game, I saw this guy, and I thought, well, you know, he's he's pro-ready in my opinion. So that's where I'm going at four. I like it. So at the fifth pick with Denver, so this, this to foreshadow this, I'm going based on my picking here based on current day rosters. Now, I believe that by the time the draft starts or by the time the season starts at Denver – is probably going to have one of the veteran quarterbacks, but based on their roster now, they have to take one of these young guns. So at the fifth pick for Denver, I'm taking good old Josh Rosen out of UCLA. Josh Rosen, nice. I um, I haven't seen kind of him going at five, but, man, to me that's one of the best fits because I've heard he's kind of a uh, off-the-wall kind of personality or kind of a cocky guy. Seems like an Elway-type quarterback to me, especially out in the West where they like to kind of put up points and swing it around and, yeah, um, I could definitely see that. So uh, he I doesn't like quite have the the skill set of Sam Darnold, but I mean he's probably the most pro ready coming out of the post style offense that Jim Moore Jr. had in UCLA. I think that this type of thing that you know the Broncos are looking at is somebody they can plug in right away. Yeah, nice. Uh, now you said a vet quarterback. Did you have anybody uh, in mind? Well, do you think they're going to get a vet and take the young guy? No, I think they're going to end up getting a vet, and if they do that, they're not going to draft a young guy. I think they're going to go hard after Cousins. Okay. Um, so, so you're drafting so sort of, if they don't get it, you're going to get the young I'm, guy type of thing? Yeah, I'm just drafting based on their roster now. If they if they get somebody like Cousins, they're probably looking at one of these defensive guys at this spot. But based on their roster sitting right now, I'm taking, I'm taking Rosen. Okay, or maybe some old line help if they got him. I actually heard a intriguing thing, like Kirk Cousins to uh, Minnesota, which I hadn't heard until like this last week or so. And if you think about it, that really makes sense with sort of the defensive team they have set up. Um, and he seems like a Minnesota-type guy. You know, Kirk Cousins, just football guy, kind of wants to just uh, bury his head in the snow literally and go out and play. So I keep your eye on that. Um, and Denver still has, what, Lynch and a couple other guys. So – they're almost just trying to figure it out with these young quarterbacks, trying to swing until they, they hit a home run with somebody. But um, Rosen, I think, would play well there. So, 
with uh, so number six, the sixth pick overall, we got the Jets. Um, kind of looking at the board here, best available. Um, they drafted a lot of defense, a lot of defensive line. Mm-hmm. Um, they definitely need playmakers kind of all over the field on offense. Um, just looking at the board overall, I'm going to select, and they have they have taken quite a few of these recently too. We're going to go another swing, another shot at the dartboard. We're going to take Baker Mayfield, quarterback, mm-hmm. Oklahoma. Let the circus return to New York, eh? I think everybody says he's kind of a loose cannon because of that thing he did, but I think this guy's yeah. a leader, a winner, and a guy so accurate. I mean, you don't win the Heisman by accident, so I think he could fit right in there and be that gunslinger slash playmaker that the Jets haven't found by drafting bums like Geno Smith and um, yeah. you know some of those other terrible quarterbacks they've taken. He's, he reminds me a lot, so obviously with us being Detroit Kool-Aid, we're Detroit sports in our blood. He reminds me a lot of Rasheed Wallace because he's the guy on your team that if he's on your team, you love him. If he's not, you hate him, absolutely hate him. Like right. people, like everybody gets behind Baker Mayfield in Oklahoma, but everybody outside of Oklahoma can't stand the sight of him. So, <laughs> Right. No, I, I like that cross-board uh, comparison. But like I said, I haven't seen anything other than the antics the one time on the sideline. That's a big deal. I mean, he's yeah. a, he's a winner. He uh, – Puts up numbers. Yeah. Well, the college game transfer, you know, Oklahoma has that, always has that crazy offense. So it's not totally like pro style, but I don't know. It's a little bit of a stretch. I could see him falling too, but mm-hmm. I just think uh, you got to get that signal caller and, and the way it fell, he's the best guy sort of left at that point. So we'll go ahead and take that because we already got safeties. We've got D line. We've got some linebackers. Uh, no good running backs or wideouts worth that pick. So give me the QB. Yeah, I'm with you there. All right, so now we're on to Tampa Bay. Now, this this is usually the range in the draft where the picks start getting crazy and there's some name that just comes out of nowhere. And I'm not right. sure if this, this name is out of nowhere yet because he sure did get a lot of TV time during the Senior Bowl week, but I'm giving him a pass rusher and a hot name right now, which is Marcus Davenport. Oh, oh I think you did uh, drop the first bomb of this mock. Um, yep. You know, uh, I'd I'd uh, kind of talked with you and a few others about this guy. I'd heard about him, heard his upside, and then as I kind of got caught up on Senior Bowl, it was like everybody was like, ah, he's not showing up in practice, he's not doing anything, and then come game time, he showed up big. So mm-hmm. um, I got no idea what to think of this guy. I've heard him as top ten, and I've heard him in third round. So um, <laughs> we will see, but uh, definitely interesting and. Uh, I'm not really sure where Tampa Bay sits with their D-line. They've taken tons of them, but I guess I heard Claiborne is up. He'll be a free agent and a few other yep. – well, is Claiborne there or was he in Atlanta? No, he's in he's in Atlanta. I mean, they still got McCoy, and okay. they have they have that one guy who believed in dinosaurs or whatever, but I don't remember what his name is. <laughs> right, just, they got a few outside like guys. He's going to – once once we get out into this combine circuit, so to speak, he's one of those guys that just jumps off the page at you with athletic ability – it's going to make teams drool and not want to pass. Well, I mean, dude, six foot six, two hundred fifty-five pounds. Mm-hmm. You remember a guy back in the day by the name of Vernon Golston who looked just right. like this guy, who was such a high pick because he was a combine monster, and then he just falls off the page. So it reminds me a lot of that. It's a lot of senior bowl hype, a lot of hype coming out of the combine because he's going to test off the charts, and you you can't pass that up. And I don't think Tampa Bay is willing to with their lack of depth on the defensive line. 
All right. All right. Interesting. Uh, you know, this is the Detroit Kool-Aid cast, so he's definitely one of the guys on the Lions uh, radar. You know, we'd love mm-hmm. that size, height, weight, speed. Um, uh, it could be nice if they do decide to keep Ziggy, but uh, yeah, it'll just be interesting to see where he falls and, like you said, what kind of NFL prospect and player is he? He came from a small school, but he's got everything else. Will he be a a bum or uh, a stud? You know, we'll really have to wait and see. So, uh, good, interesting twist there, and a and a pick at seven of Marcus Davenport. So, with number eight, I got the Chicago Bears on the board, one of our least favorite teams here in Detroit. Um, I'm gonna take, and they need, uh, they definitely need some skilled players on the outside. You know, mm-hmm. I like Howard in the backfield. Um, a QB, I mean, they they invested such a big price. You know, they're obviously set there for a while trying to figure that out. Um, just looking through best available here, we've got names like Quentin Nelson, Denzel Ward on the outside, Derwin James, Calvin Ridley. Um, I think it's too early for Calvin Ridley. I mean, he's been said as like a number two or just kind of a good receiver, but not a playmaker. So I don't think you can take him here at eight. Um, I really don't know the the old line off the top of my head for the Bears. I know they put some resources there. Um, but just due to value and because he slipped here to eight, I'm going to give him Quentin Nelson to maybe play their opposite, hopefully, of uh, Long there on the, mm-hmm. on the interior and give them like a kind of smash mouth bears front that they always seem to feel like they want and try to build. So Quentin Nelson might even go in the top five, but because he's here at eight, I'm going to go ahead and go with him offensive guard. Yeah. I think, uh, I think a lot of the quote unquote experts have him as like the, the two or three top prospects in the draft, but just based on his position alone, I mean, you can't draft a guard, you know, top three. Mm-hmm. So I think, uh, I think the bears would be, you know, pretty happy with him. Dropping down to number eight, right? Add some add some depth to that offensive line. Yeah. So in, interesting in San Francisco because obviously they just made broke the bank on Jimmy G, and you want to put some people around him. He doesn't really have a lot of good name uh, wide receivers out there, but like you said, it's tough to tough to take Calvin Ridley because he's not he doesn't pop off the page at you like some of the wide receivers from last year did. He's just kind of a solid guy. But mm-hmm. ultimately, I think that's enough for John Lynch to want to pull the trigger. So San Francisco's got their wide out, Mr. Calvin Ridley. Oh, nice. Threw me a little curveball there. I thought you were yeah. going away from him. But, uh, yeah, I like that pick. And I want this on record right now, February 17th at 2.26 p.m. in the afternoon. Um, I think Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be a stud. Yeah. There's something about this guy where I wasn't sold until recently, but – um, you know, not only did he just win games when he came in in San Francisco when he finally got his chance, they gave him the money, they're making him the man, and he looks like an NFL quarterback coming off the bus, man. When I yes. saw this guy, I'm like, he's not only been training under Brady for years, but this guy looks like I would put my franchise on him, too, from a physical perspective and just like a leader and a guy that is ready to go and take the reins, so... If I'm wrong, we've got it documented, but, man, I think he's going to be solid, especially with that coaching staff. Shanahan usually does wonders with QBs, so yeah, I think he's going to be good. You, know, you, you, get, you get traded, and you come, on, come in off the bench after a couple of games, and you lead the 49ers to 5-0, and oh, I mean, that says something. Mm-hmm. 
Definitely, because like you say, I can barely name any of their like playmakers. They had some of these guys pop up that you'd never heard of. So, right. um, but yeah, getting them a guy like Ridley would be nice. Uh, you got to build with what's there, and, and that was kind of the best skill guy there. Um, yeah, at the time, it'll be so. it'll be interesting to see what they decide to do with old Carlos Hyde. So, right. the Carlos fan, Hyde. I'm hope, yeah, as a Lions fan, I'm hoping he hits free agency and we can get him. But who knows? <laughs> yeah, no, it'd be nice. Uh, it's kind of weird how he. Went from really high to cooling off, and then he. But his numbers have been good. And uh, what about yeah. that rook they took, the Williams kid that didn't really he got hurt early and didn't play. They loved yeah. him, I guess, coming out of the draft. So I'd be curious to see what he has. He's crazy speed, I guess. So maybe yeah. he'll pop off the page this year from a um, running back or a playmaker for them. So with that being said, I'll jump into the Raiders here. So we're at the number ten pick overall with the Oakland Raiders. Um, I mean, I think they got wideouts everywhere. They've got their quarterback. Um, I would hope that Marshawn comes back better. Um, they have Cleo and some defensive people, but I'm going to go ahead and give them Roquan Smith, outside backer. Uh, I feel like, you know, they got Cleo Mack and, and uh, the guy out of Seattle uh, coming off the other edge. Um, mm-hmm. So I feel like that's covered, but you just need linebackers that can fly from sideline to sideline or can – pick up guys when those guys are rushing as hard as they do. So I think Roquan is just a beast. I kind of wish he would be down the board or, or slip so the Lions could get a guy like that and pair him up with uh, Davis and, and then bump Tahir down if we end up keeping Tahir uh, Whitehead, bump him down a peg. But um, I think this guy's one of my favorite players in the draft from what I've seen and read about him. He just uh, flies over everywhere, makes tackles, and is just a beast. I like it. I think he's a pretty solid player. So I'm going to go back-to-back with the same position because Miami's in need of linebacker help as well. So they're going to go after the guy out of Virginia Tech, Mr. Tremaine Edmonds. Nice. I uh, Have you done any extra watching on this Tremaine Edmonds or you've been reading on him at all? A little bit, yeah. And he seems to be, you know, him and, him and Smith seem to be neck and neck right now with who they rank higher. And I think both of these guys are going to end up, you know, going in the top you know, 15 of the draft. And I think you know, these are the type of players that you get like in the middle round of the draft that in, can instantly make an impact. And I feel like that's what he's going to be able to do from a somewhat smaller school. I mean, Virginia Tech's not Mike Vick's Virginia Tech anymore, but um, I feel like he's definitely going to be able to come in and help out the Dolphins. Nice, man. I uh, I heard somebody saying this is a three-down linebacker and one of the you know top, like, athletes slash players in the draft recently. So you remember at first he was sort of mocked to the Lions and piqued our interest, and he's just been moving up ever since. So you've got him going 11 here overall. Mm-hmm. Um, be curious where he falls again, you know, because he is sneaking up into that top 10, but I wouldn't be surprised if um, – I guess I would be surprised or interested to see where he does go. So um, I am here with the Bengals. Let's see. Let's look at my – Overall, as well as uh, maybe some positions they need. We put some needs here on um, uh, everybody out there listening. We're working off a Google sheet here where we have uh, can see me and Hughes can both see our picks. And uh, we kind of have some needs here for each team. So we're looking at O-line. It even has quarterback in here as well as linebacker. Um, I don't know. They seem so set on Andy Dalton, but if I had a, a QB I loved here, I might consider it because, man, yeah. I think I've seen what what this guy's doing. I mean, looking at quarterback, Mason Rudolph, Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen. I mean, could Josh Allen be a, in play here? 
I mean, we are at pick 12, I suppose. Um, this is right, right around the range last year where Kansas City made the play to come up and get Mahomes. So if there's, yeah. if there's a team out there that's in love with Josh Allen, I don't. I could, could see Cincinnati being one of those teams that would be willing to trade back. Yeah, but I just haven't heard any rumblings that, uh, you know, they're moving on from. It just seems like what's Andy Dalton will be there for another five years and never win any big games and just kind of be good some weeks and terrible the other weeks. I don't know. I wouldn't yeah, be I mean, that happy with that. But he's definitely in the middle of the pack as far as quarterbacks in the league go. But they also they're losing their backup because McCarron won his grievance against the team, so he's now a unrestricted free agent. So. If the time is now to get somebody in there who eventually could take over, now would be the time to do it. That's right. They, uh, uh, who was I just looking at? Got some players. The Bengals are always sort of rolling the dice. I don't see any great old linemen here either, so, um, I don't know. I think he talked me into it just based on what I've heard of this kid and just, uh, me wanting to move on from Andy Dalton, team him up with Nixon and some of these other playmakers, get uh, A.J. Green, a new um, person zinging the ball. We're going to go with Josh Allen out of Wyoming here. Nice. Yeah, he's a, he's a small school guy, but, I mean, Mike. he's got he's got the tools. He's he similar background as Carson Wentz, so hopefully uh, right. Cincinnati hopes he's got the same magic. He might need a year or two uh, just – you know, you don't see that these days, but right. if you have a guy like Dalton who knows the system and they feel okay with, just kind of coach him up to be an NFL player and he's got all the arm talent, so maybe he just has to wait a little bit. So that's where I'm going. Kind of a curveball. I really didn't have him on, but I'm looking at the list. I just felt like maybe that's the way, best value for that team, um, a way to go. Yeah, and I think, you know, at this point, Washington, with what's on the board now, fits basically all the needs that they have. Like, we have – pretty much across the board on defense that they need. And there's three, in my opinion, stud defensive players still out there with Ward, the corner, James, the safety, and then Zita, the defensive tackle. So they have their pick. And I think at this at this part of the draft, they would be ecstatic to get this guy. So I'm going to go ahead and give them the man out of Ohio State, Mr. Denzel Ward. Oh, okay. Nice. It's Corners are so valuable, but there's no, like, stud studs, but – you know, I, I watched some things on him and then heard some things. And, I mean, he seems like the best of the bunch and a guy that's going to have to go in the middle of this round here to somebody. So, And I and I don't think it hurts that his uh, old running mate it was just the NFL Rookie of the Year there in uh, New Orleans either. Mm-hmm. Yep, nope. And uh, as I'm looking down right in front of the Green Bay Packers, who is uh, top need, says corner. But it seems like they've been taking a ton of corners all over the map. So um, I'm going to kind of go away from that, at least here in the – first round we've also got uh got some aging wide receivers or you know who knows what's going to happen there um i'm going to go ahead and give them a guy that i just feel like can replace the guy with clay matthews it just seems like a green bay type of rusher harold landry out of boston college just good value that's what thompson and those guys like from a gm perspective and a guy that just Outside linebacker DN that rushes the passer, they always seem to replenish those um, year after year. So that's where I'm going. I like it. So now we're where are we at now? 15th overall pick with Arizona. Arizona is another interesting team. I mean, if there was any more quarterbacks left on the board, I could see them going there just because of the injuries and what's going on. Um, 
you know, with their quarterbacks. But, I mean, there's really nobody left. We have the top, what, five guys off the board at this point, four guys. And I don't think Lamar Jackson or Rudolph would be somebody to take in this spot. Um, but I do feel like whoever you get in there, you have to make sure that you, you stay protected. So we're going to go ahead and get our first uh, offensive tackle on the board. And it might surprise some people because he might not be the highest rated on some of the groups, but to me he is, and that's uh, Connor Williams out of Texas. Nice. I uh, I can't figure out Arizona. You know, they just they, – Larry's coming back. They got David Johnson. They got all these freaky defensive players that they – I don't know. Maybe they'll be way better without Carson Palmer. He always seemed like he would just – break something in his body and then the team would break, you know, right after that. So, um, you know, O-line help is another good one. They've had a few, they took my boy DJ Humphreys a couple of years ago that I was thinking was going to be really good. And he's been hurt a lot. Um, well, and then they, also year, happened, they, they took our boy that we were hoping that would slip down the line, but then with, uh, Son Reddick. Definitely. I, the, the Cardinals have my favorite defense. They just have, like, there's four or five players on their D that can you can just move everywhere, and they can almost do everything. They're just freaks. So I, I love their defense. Um, so, like you said, protecting their quarterback. Uh, I'm curious to see who they get to play QB out there, you know? Yeah, I mean, like I said, there's going to be some names available. Cousins, um, you know, Case Keenum played his way into probably a contract. Uh, Bradford will probably be out there, and uh, who knows if Minnesota is going to bring back uh, Bridgewater. So I mean, there's right. lots of guys. There's Josh McCowan if they want to go. I mean, he he played I, okay. I could see I could see Teddy White gloves out there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the double white gloves it. just out yeah. there swinging. Right. Yeah. Running that read option with uh, David Johnson. Yeah, they still have they have some scary players there, man. I mean, that's for sure. So I think they're just a, a quarterback away from being good because when they kept Carson healthy, they were good for a while, and then they couldn't. He got beat yeah. up, and Drew Stan yeah. came in, and we all know about him. So, Exactly. Well, like you say, uh, always good to be able to protect whoever's back there. So Connor yeah. Williams is a mountain of a man, I believe, from what I've read, and just kind of, yeah. like you said, best available. So uh, good selection there. I'm on the clock at 16 with the Baltimore Ravens, uh, and I am so happy uh, with what has uh, occurred here. I heard Ozzie Newsom is leaving, but I love drafting Ozzie Newsom players because uh, he just always seems to get beasts and studs no matter where he's picking in the draft. And for some amazing reason, at number 16, my favorite freak probably in the draft just by his mentality and where you can put him is Derwin James, the mm. safety O-linebacker, just absolute missile that you can put everywhere. Some people don't like his overall instincts and don't know where to play him, but I could care less because I got faith in Ozzy and others that they're going to find. And this guy is just going to be a hitting machine and all over the field. And they even have a few safeties, uh, you know, Weddle and, um, you know, the guy that moved over from Arizona. But I don't know. I think this guy is the next defensive monster in Baltimore. So we're going to take Derwin James. I like it. The rich get richer. Baltimore always seems to find the defensive studs, no matter where they draft from. <laughs> yeah. Can't wait to see where he falls, too, because he'd be a top 8-10 guy, or he could fall to this back half of the first. I really don't know, but I was glad to send him to Baltimore then. Yep. So now we're down to the Los Angeles Chargers of Anaheim. Oh, wait, no, that's not right. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows anymore? Right. Um, but anyway, so they have they also have a fossil playing quarterback that they need to protect. Um, yeah. My last pick, I went with Connor Williams. 
Uh, this time around, I'm going to go ahead and give them Mr. Orlando Brown. Oh, boy. Is, there, is Orlando Brown a right tackle? He is. Okay. Uh, yeah, if you look Oklahoma. at it, like, I got to give – you took a dig at him, and I don't mind it because he is old and he's been around forever, but Phillip Rivers is still maybe one of my favorite QBs. Every game I watch him, not only is he yapping at people and, and making plays, but – I mean, the way he throws the football looks terrible, but it gets yeah, there, and it gets, it there, gets there on point, and he makes yep. plays. So I kind of love the guy, even though, like you said, he's probably got a good couple years left. Um, so protect him. And, like, last year, they not only were able to run the ball but throw it around, and they didn't yep. even have Forrest Lamp, who they have on the yep. inside, who was, like, a top interior guy last year that will yep. hopefully really help Melvin and others. So, yeah, yeah. that's a they, they, up that line is great. They've drafted defense a lot. Over the past handful of years, and this dude is six foot eight, three hundred and sixty pounds. So, with Melvin Gordon working, and they got that young running back that took some some off the plate of Melvin last year, and finally getting Keenan Allen being healthy. I mean, this is this is a team. What they finished nine and seven last year. Mm-hmm. So they could make they can make a, a late run. They just gotta keep make sure that the fossil man is protected and well. <laughs> Hey man, uh, like you say, keep him upright and and he'll he'll drop dimes on people no matter how old he is. Uh, so uh, protecting quarterback back to back for the Hughes picks. Um, yep. so I'm on the clock here with Seattle. Man, Seattle has went from just a a dominant kind of scary defense and a just a tough team to play to a team that's losing at home nowadays to teams they shouldn't and just uh, doesn't have an identity. What they do have a um, quarterbacks that have grown to not only respect but think that uh, you know one of the top players in the NFL can you protect him and can you get him a, a run game and, and can that defense remember who they are I'm not sure but so it's kind of a transition for Seattle um, looking at the board here I'm going to go ahead and go um, yeah, I'm having some second thoughts here but um trying to think of their team on the outside. So looking at their needs, but I'm actually just going to go off their needs. I feel like um, I feel like they need a bell cow in the backfield. So I'm going to give them Darius Geis at LSU here. Um, Interesting. I, I feel like if you get Geis, he could maybe be your main guy. And then, you know, I don't know that you're keeping around Eddie Lacy at this point, as well as no. they have a couple of – who is it, Rawls, and then they also have um, uh, ProSize back there. I think mm-hmm. ProSize can be your third down uh, kind of playmaker, and then I think uh, Rawls can be a good backup to Geis. But I think if Geis is your main guy on first and second, and ProSize, they could really use him in all these other areas. Uh, I think he can get back to running and play action pass. So I think he's a Seattle-type RB if they can get him there. I like it. Going against the grains, nice. So Dallas, <laughs> the Cowboys. So the Cowboys have a big decision on defense to make with their pass rushing specialist. Uh, what is his name, Lawrence? Marcus Lawrence, oh yeah. He'll be yeah. back on a franchise for sure. Yeah, so just looking at that team and knowing who their defensive coordinator is all too well, he loves some, he loves him some defensive tackles. <laughs> they also have a history of the last couple drafts of going with guys from Michigan. Last year, Taco. Mm-hmm. And also the corner, so I think they're going to follow the trend this year. The Dallas Cowboys are taking Mo Hurst from the University of Michigan. 
Nice. He, he's married up some good needs and some good players on these uh, picks throughout the first round. I think that, uh, you know, it'd be interesting. It is interesting to see all those Michigan players, but just kind of mm-hmm. how it's falling. And like you say, um, interior rush to go with some of those outside guys. Uh, who knows with their with their linebackers, with uh, Sean Lee's never healthy. And I don't even know who they have at the, in the – in the safeties nowadays, but they do have some decent corners to play with. So I could yep. definitely see that interior rush guy. Um, he's probably pretty set on offense. What, what do you think? Dez gone or does he stay? I think Dez stays. I think, I think yeah. Dez realizes that that team has put up with his crap more than many other teams would. And he'll just end up staying. Really? Okay. We'll see. He has a ridiculous cap number. Um, and, uh, he says he's not willing to come down on it, but I, I think I just, my my dream scenario is have Dez stay there, have Sammy Watkins come in. You pair up Watkins, Dez, um, Zeke, and Dak, and then you just like you said, you sort of load up on your D and away you go. That'd be yeah. my thought. I think yeah, I'm with you there. I think he stays. I don't think Jerry, Jerry Jones is about to let him go. So they've invested a lot of time and money in him already. Why stop now? Well, he stopped now because for like two, three years he hasn't really made plays and he's getting paid a ton because I thought he was going to be the next Calvin type and, and since then he's just went down downhill yeah. and he still has some off-the-field issues. But um, we'll see what happens there. So we have come to the number 20 pick here on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast uh, for the Detroit Lions, number 20, uh, lots of different needs. Uh, what we'll do here, Hughes, just uh, for the podcast itself, is I'll kind of give you my layout and I'd love to yeah. hear who you'd pick two um just so we have two picks here on the lions before we finish out this mock so at 20 um you know as a detroit fan we're obviously thinking uh they need um guys that can rush either from the edge or from the inside uh you know running back is something that the fans of detroit are clamoring for because we just cannot run the football we can't get short yardage we can't score touchdowns so those are some of the top two needs, but there's definitely other areas that could be improved too. So looking at the board, um, you know, there are a couple backs on the board that are intriguing. There are a few interior uh, rushers. The only outside guy that I see, which I still need to look at this guy more and figure out who he is and if he would even fit kind of what we do is this Arden Key out of LSU. Mm-hmm. Um so he's the top player sort of on my, my short list or on my current board right now as far as talent. Um, but looking at who's available, I'm going to pass on running back at this point, just thinking that there probably would be somebody in the second, third, or fourth round that can give me some great value. So I'm going to uh, go with a player that may fit the new scheme and, and also is kind of a different player than what we've had but can also fit. So we're going to go ahead and take Vita Vea here, the defensive tackle, but also kind of a nose and also a mountain of a man. But I guess he is a good athlete, can run, and can maybe learn either beside Haloti or under Haloti if, if we could work something out. So I'm going to go that, that direction right here. Um, just wanting to stuff the run better and wanting a guy that, um, you know, had a good college career and, and fits the need. So that's going to be my pick there. Yeah, so for me, just kind of looking at the board um, with, with who's available and what the needs are, obviously for me, uh, the big question mark is still on the defensive side of the ball. I don't think there's a must-have running back that's here. 
Um, so we're obviously not in the need to help on the offensive line because we've, we've kind of worked on that a lot the last couple of years. So to me, it comes down to defense. Um, on defense, the two obvious picks with the out there would be Vita or, like you said, uh, Key from LSU. I mean, Vita's probably my top, my number one defensive tackle. I would say Key probably falls behind Chubb and Davenport as an edge rusher. So, you know, at that point you have the top defensive tackle or the third rusher, pass rusher. But another guy that kind of surprises me that he's still on the board who I I think would help the team out a lot and kind of, you know, we're still, still unsure how the Lions defense is going to shake out, if they're going to go with the quote-unquote Patriots way or not. But this guy to me seems like he has the right size. Um, we add him to the group that we have already right now. I think it becomes one of the elite groups. So if I was taking this pick, I would go with the cornerback Josh Jackson out of Iowa, six foot one. Uh, Josh Jackson, where uh, you're gonna just you're gonna play him? What's the best case scenario for him? Uh, number two with Slay, and you're pushing T's and uh, yep. and the other guys down the board a bit on the death chart. Yeah, so I'm I'm going into I'm going into the season thinking that Diggs is going to play safety with Quinn. So you got Diggs and Quinn back there. Uh-huh. Um, I don't I don't think you bring back DJ Hayden. I don't think you bring back Nevin Lawson. I think you let those those two guys walk. So you're so really you're left with Slay and Tease. So if you add Jackson, then you have that three player rotation. And obviously in the league now, a lot of teams automatically play the nickel anyway. So he'd probably be out there just as much as a uh, a linebacker would be. So I, those are the three guys I'm going out there with, Slay, Tease, and Jackson. Man, that would be a first for the Lions to have a, that kind of depth and that kind of size at yep. corner. So very, uh, very interesting pick and thought process and definitely uh, wouldn't mind it. You know, I've always kind of said my, which, you know, I didn't make it up. Many people say it. You can never have too many corners. But, yep. man, um that that would be interesting. Other guys on the board, as Lions fans know, um, Ronald Jones is sort of the top running back at this point, or Sony Michelle. But we feel like we already kind of got a Sony Michelle and some of these other Theos and Amirs. Yep. So you know, not sure. Even though that's the kind of playmaker that they've like you know, like to take over the years, even though it hasn't worked out. Um, and then you know, guy that's been creeping up, or I've been listening to, is this Taven Bryan out of uh, Florida. Yep. Um, if they want a penetrating guy or kind of an impact type inside player, that could be a thought as well. And then uh, Jerron Payne, Ronnie Harrison, depending on what they do at safety, and some of these other guys are out there. So interesting picks. You know, even Vita Vea, I don't know what Mr. Uh, Matt Patricia is going to give us as far as defense. So, um, you know, D and New need that big nose, but I think he's athletic enough that he could penetrate and get. Um, you know, make plays in the run game from side to side. He's not just a anchor there in the middle. So, mm-hmm. like you say, we just haven't had that run stuffing since Sue left and those guys. So, um, help me stop the run. And like you say, we've got some better corners and DBs now. So, interesting, interesting picks for a squad there. So you're up with Buffalo as we finish yeah. out the last few picks. So we here. got we got double we got back to back Buffalo picks here at 21 and 22. So I'll make the 21st. You make the 22nd. Right. Um, Buffalo is definitely a team that could be in the market for a quarterback, but again, like we talked about, I don't think Lamar Jackson fits the need here, but this is a name that, you know, you just recently talked about. Defensive tackle is a need for this squad, so I'm going to go ahead and give them that boy out of Florida, Mr. Uh, Brian there, Tavon. Okay. I mean, he seems like a uh, 
Buffalo, they did lose Marcel Darius, so another penetrating inside guy for Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Um, man, I've put this guy to Buffalo a couple times now, and it just doesn't seem like it makes sense, but I just feel like it makes sense for some reason, the way the NFL is going. So I think Shady still has some things in the tank. I feel like uh, he can – still be around for a couple of years, but I think he needs even a little help. And the guy that feels and looks like shady to me in this draft is Ronald Jones the second out of USC. Mm-hmm. So I'm actually just going to pair up this run game and say, no matter who you have at quarterback, you're going to feed shady and this new rookie. And you're just going to pound the ball in Buffalo and not let shady get hurt. Like he does every year with mm-hmm. a little help and um, figure out, you know, I think they have wideouts nowadays too. So, um, yeah, with uh, the guy from Carolina, big guy. Uh, yeah, got Benjamin, and they took Benjamin, Zay Jones. Yeah. So, um. cool. All right, so now we're on to twenty-three with the Rams. Um, so the Rams at this point, if this is how the board falls, will be sprinting up to the podium with their card as a team that is in desperate need of uh, cornerbacks. They are going to go ahead and take Jackson from Iowa here. Nice. Yep, definitely. Uh, what do they? Oh yeah, they traded their top corner for Sammy last yep. year, and uh, like you say, man, did they make a leap forward this year? So yeah, a little help at the on the edges, uh, being able to cover people would would be good. So I like that. Um, all right, let me check here. I've got the Carolina Panthers, number twenty-four. Um, man, I. I'm looking at their needs, and again, um, I'm just going to go best available. I feel like Carolina has a good defense. They probably need an outside guy. Um, hold on. Let me look. I might be thinking uh, they did kind of get rid of their receivers, but they, they have both uh, McCaffrey and that other kid they took that, uh, you know, are going to help in their passing game. So another receiver or – thinking an edge guy. Um, I'm going to go ahead and just give him the best available at this point and, and an edge player, so Arden Key, um, you know, thinking that maybe maybe Peppers leaves, you know, or if he stays, this kid learns under him for a little bit and can kind of just be an edge rusher. So. Nice. I think I think Tennessee's in the same boat. They're looking for an outside guy. Uh, it's kind of it's a pass rush, obviously. They have Darrell Casey in the middle who who helps out with that, but they need a guy on the outside. So these are going to bring in a guy who's similar to him, who can play outside, play inside. Um, he's got a fun name, so we're going to go ahead and give them the pain. My man. Here comes the, the pain. Ron pain. <laughs> nice. Okay. Um, I really don't know what to think about Tennessee as far as the team. You know, they could either be really good next year or terrible. I don't know. I yeah. feel like they have good young talent, but I I don't know what that defense uh, is. So giving them another player is a good idea. It's all about it's all about uh, Ariota for them. Yeah, what it boils oh, yeah. down to. He's got to be better, no doubt. Yep. Or just get that sorry Demarco Murray out of there and just feed Derrick Henry. Yeah, always worried about your always worried about your fantasy team, right? <laughs> well, sometimes you know, <laughs> gotta get that in there. But uh, you know, Demarco Murray is done. Come on, you know he's uh he's no good. No. Um, all right, so I got the Atlanta Falcons here. 
Um, I'm throwing it out there now, too. I think the Atlanta Falcons can get right back to being the top of the slew chain this year. they got so many good young players all over the map. They've had so many good drafts that I can basically go anywhere I want right here. Yeah. Um, just looking at who I might even want to give them because I don't feel like I'm totally looking for, for need here, per se. Um, let's go ahead and go... Um, I figure Matt Ryan will get paid, and we have a good run game. We're going to take McGlinchey out of uh, Notre Dame there. Guard slash tackle that can kind of give him some flexibility but can get in there and protect as well as maybe move some people in the run game. So, Absolutely. All right, so now we're on to the Saints. Now, I feel weird taking this uh, uh, this type of player in the first round for the Saints just because it doesn't seem to matter who they throw out there. They end up having great years. Mm-hmm. And last year, that was the case for Ted Ginn, but they need an upgrade to go with Michael Thomas. I'm going to give him second-best receiver on the board and Mr. Cortland Sutton. Oh, man, I love that pick. Yeah, they definitely have to, uh, you know, there there's some couple tight ends I'd like to see in, in New Orleans, but I don't know about right here, you know, mm-hmm. as far as value. But, yeah, they need some new skill guys if they're going to keep Breeze around. And, man, have they just hit some home runs or what in these drafts? Unbelievable. Yep, no doubt. All right, Pittsburgh Steelers. We've got a few more selections here. Um, I'm going to go ahead with Pittsburgh Steelers and uh, looking at what they normally go for. Offense seems set. So this guy, you know, I don't know if he's – he doesn't feel like a – first rounder no I was gonna say I don't know where Deshaun hand if he gets in the first round but I'm actually not gonna go there um I feel like their corners are set in Pittsburgh so I'm gonna give them Ronnie Harrison safety I feel like they need somebody more in that back end to help out nice all right now to probably one of the most intriguing teams from last year's postseason the Jacksonville Jaguars who Kind of ran out of steam there at the end. Couldn't make enough plays to make it happen, but they have a Hold fun Hold on, young... before you make this pick, sure. I, I was listening the other day, and somebody said they would sprint up to the podium uh, if this guy was there, and uh, he is there in this situation. So I'm curious if you're going to pick him, and uh, if you don't, I want to give you a scenario once you're done. So go ahead, sir. Okay. All right, so I'm going to go ahead and give him another weapon on the offensive side of the ball. Um Another small school type of guy. I think he fits what they need, and that's tight end. Dallas, go dirt. Not Joe Dirt. Go dirt. <laughs> Put like a little French spin on it or something. Uh, I believe it's Goddard, sir, but uh, something oh. like that. Uh, but, yes, uh, I don't know much about this guy, except I think he's like 6'6 six, six or something and just a mm-hmm. 240, uh, 50, whatever he is, kind of a, a beast. Seems to be the top tight end. Is from a catching perspective and just uh, – on the board. Does he get in the first round? We'll have to wait and see, but they definitely need a tight end in Jacksonville. So uh, he did not take the player that I heard about, and that when I heard this, I didn't even think about it until then, and I thought, ooh, I like it. <laughs> so oh. the the thing I was listening to said, if this worked out, you would sprint the card up, hand it to the commissioner, and be just high-fiving left and right. How about for the Jacksonville Jaguars, one of the dirtiest defenses in football, um, crazy run game, some great skill guys on the outside already, pretty much set, uh, you know, at a lot of spots. 
give me Lamar Jackson at quarterback. <laughs> Heisman Trophy winner uh, can can play a little uh, you know option game with Leonard Fournette. I thought, oh man, to me Lamar Jackson, if he is an NFL quarterback and if he is, can translate those skills. What a dirty team or a tough team that would be to play um, with their D and with a QB and the run game. Oh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't know what to do there. So um, <laughs> that's oh, interesting. Man. I don't know if he gets in the first round or if they view him as a top quarterback, but I think he's such a sick athlete that he could be he could be a playmaker in the league. Yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting. I think he's he's one of those players that everybody has a different opinion on. Um, I don't know, man. I don't know. I think I think Blake paid his way played his way into another chance. So I don't know if they'll they'll jump ship on him yet, but that's interesting. See, because Blake Bortles, not to belabor this point, and we'll finish out the draft here in a minute, but to me, he did play better, and I don't mind the guy. Like, But I don't know that he's uh, – so, like Jacksonville's almost reshaped their team, and now they almost feel like a Pittsburgh or a Baltimore with mm-hmm. the kind of defensive side of the ball they have. And they need a just a – I don't know, either a really crazy playmaker or a ridiculous pocket passer. And to me, Lamar Jackson, again, you don't win the Heisman by accident, could be just a ridiculous guy the NFL has a hard time dealing with. And if you get your ball out of the hand, if you get the ball out of your hands to Allen Robinson, if they keep him, Marquise Lee, you know, they have some people they got to figure out who they're keeping, who they're not at receiver, but I don't know. And then just. How do you deal with Leonard Fournette? You don't. Yeah, no, you don't. <laughs> He's a right. man-child. Yeah, so we'll see. We'll see what they do. But I wouldn't be surprised if they either do something like that or they go get a QB and say, Blake, we appreciate you, but not that much. I see that. Yeah. So I'm up here with Minnesota. Yep, Minnesota, and then we got the last two. All right. So the Vikings at 30, another spot that – Lamar Jackson could go. Oh, and he's on the board. Imagine that. Um, we already talked, though. I kind of do think Kirk Cousins might go there. Um, they have a beast coming back in Dalvin Cook. So let me look here. I'm going to go ahead and go. I just feel like he's a first-rounder, especially at this point, and maybe a, a Zimmer kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Um, just go ahead and give me a rush end. Sam Hubbard seems like kind of a a rush end that might fit that kind of team, fits the Minnesota vibe out there. And, I like uh, it. Yep. Depth, even if he can't start right away, it could be good depth. You always got to have rushers. So. Yep. Nope, I'm with you on that. All right, so now we're on to the New England Patriots, still licking their wounds. Oh, they're up coming off the loss to the Philadelphia Eagles, but I'm still mad. They got to <laughs> So the biggest question coming out of the Super Bowl for New England was what's going on with Malcolm Butler. A lot of people said if Malcolm Butler would have played, they would have won. So I feel like they are in a spot where they need to restock in the backfield or the cornerback, the secondary, I should say. Mm-hmm. This guy, even though he's got a cool name, he is not related to me, but I'm going to go ahead and give them Mike Hughes, the corner. <laughs> uh, nice. I, I had heard Mike Hughes in the uh, late first round. I, I don't know much about him. I, he's one of my people i got to – what's going on there for him but yeah i know he's one of he's one of those guys that old mayock loves he's 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 right behind uh jackson for him he's got pretty good pretty good size he's six foot about 190 pounds so 
yeah. definitely fits in like what what New England likes to do in the secondary. Hmm. Nice. Yeah, that's uh, like say only having what I think we only got three corners in this yeah. in this mock. So yeah. Um, all right. Well, I'm finishing out the round with the Super Bowl champion. Philadelphia Eagles, as hard as that is for me to say, um, I was really pulling for Brady there to uh, get another one. But, um, man, this team, I they snuck up on me. But they have a quarterback. They now have a run two uh, or not two. They've got a few different backs that they can lean on You know, if they end up yep. keeping all those. I, I don't mind their outside guys. The defense is obviously ridiculous with rushers and people all over the place. Uh, so, just looking at... Is available here. I'm going to hmm, who do I want to give him? I'm gonna go ahead and give him uh another just looking at the board I I'm just trying to think who fits in the first round and, and where their needs could be. Go ahead and uh, who's playing on the outside facility these days? They got Brandon Graham. No, what about wideouts? Do they need a wideout? Oh, all shine. Oh well, yeah, uh, they Nelson, inked him. Nelson, Nelson Aguilar. Aguilar's out there. Yeah. Corey Smith. Okay, so they got people out there. So. Um, It's, it looks like linebackers in need here, so I'm going to go ahead and give him this Micah Kaiser, who I've kind of been reading about. He just seems like a yeah. a good player. Just at the background, you're just looking maybe maybe you need a leader in the middle or an outside guy. He could probably do that out of Virginia. So go ahead and give him that just kind of round out. I was trying to almost look for a home run pick there to kind of end it, but, um, you know, Philly's kind of been picking meat and potatoes, and it works out for him. So yep. go ahead and, and do that to close out our, our first mock of the year. Now, we definitely gave you guys a lot more content and a lot more takes there, but figured on that first one, we kind of walk you through. And as we do more of these, we might go more rapid fire as well as uh, kind of always trying to put more of a focus as we get closer to that Lions pick and what they're thinking and how each pick might impact uh, the Lions here at Kool-Aid Cast. So, um, Hughes, I think it went well. I think we uh, both had some great picks there. Any Any big takeaways? No, I just think I think uh you know the way this 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 is you know the first time we've recorded a mock but we've done a handful just back and forth on this Google sheet and the more and more we do it the more and more it sticks out how quarterback heavy at the top of this draft that is and how the teams behind the quarterback are excited because it's pushing a lot of good players back. I mean at the end of the day, you know the Lions in in this mock get a stud from Vita and I just think that you know other regular years where there's not quarterback heavy, he's at the top. So I think this works out well for the Lions and other teams that don't have quarterbacks. So it's exciting to have a defensive-minded coach coming in and drafting some defensive talent for, you know, first time in a long time. We've been really focused on getting Stafford and his offense up. So time to get that defense in check. There you go. Yep. Uh, you know, actually had some good picks at 20, whereas I think some of those guys are either going to be already gone or mm – -hmm. Um, you just never know what's going to shake out on draft day. But like you say, yep. walking away happy with the Lions seems like a Matt Patricia-type player to kind of meat and potatoes, middle of your defense, nothing flashy. You know, it seems like uh, that would be a nice way to go rather than rolling the dice on his first draft pick. Just get somebody that's going to 
help this D make plays and be a, a good character and just a guy that can, like I say, plug the middle, push the mm-hmm. pocket a little bit. You know, those are all the things you need. He said it starts with the lines on both sides, which everybody says, but I think he both means it, and uh, that's a good way to start when you're the new guy on the block. So feel good about it, and like you said, uh, always interesting to see where these QBs and players go at the top, and as a Lions fan, we're always rooting for quarterback skill players to go so that we can get both – defense and uh, big nasties to to slide down that board there where we can pick them and, and help this team. I don't think we're too far away from, uh, um, you know, not only getting in the playoffs, but we need to start winning multiple yep. games in the playoffs to really be um, where this team needs to be in the next, uh, I'd say the next two years are going to be big to kind of see oh, wow. which way they go. Um, and uh, we think the arrow is pointing up. So appreciate it, man. It was fun to do uh, a mock there and uh, work their way through. Hope uh, everybody sure. listening liked it. And we'll uh, we'll keep the content coming here at Detroit Kool-Aid Cast.